Welcome to my podcast. I'm Ninka Benedict Mauritson and I reversed my son's autism and I healed myself from depression, anxiety, obesity and the whole family from digestive issues, asthma, allergies and just overall low quality of life. I'm here to improve your life quality, your self-healing capacity and your happiness by reconnecting you to your self-healing powers and mother nature. Hey my friends, all my fellow barefoot autism warriors out there working on the holistic, the ancestral, the spiritual journey, the awakening process that I took on board when my son was diagnosed at age five and which has helped me and so many other mothers experience the same thing, which is symptoms are messengers. And when we start looking at the underlying issues underneath the symptoms and understand what they're here to teach us, they can disappear. Um, today's podcast is a Q&A session. I asked all of you on Instagram, what would you like me to talk about on the podcast? And I got so many amazing questions from, from you and thank you so much for them. I'm going to answer most of them today. So this is a snappy, quick Q&A session about all the things that you deal with right now in my sisterhood, all the moms, all the parents out there. And here's what you asked me. When you change your son's diet, how long did it take to see results? That is Wakila is asking this question. And that's a really good question because I feel that different things take different amounts of, of weeks and months. Some of the things that we changed, we saw almost immediate results. The things that gave us instant gratification, and it was actually the things that made us change the diet for the whole family and say, okay, we're going to stick to this no matter what. If this can happen within a couple of months, there's no, nothing's going to stop us and we will, we, we will be able to, to help this child overcome his symptoms. That's how immediate and astounding and surprising the effects were at the time. So the first thing we did was that we removed gluten and dairy and sugar from his diet. And I know we did go quite hardcore because we went from being a regular junk food eating family, I don't know, junk food, I don't know, processed food, pizza, cereal, burgers, uh, bread, sugar, um, soft drinks, all that stuff. Loads of candy, loads of desserts. It was our comfort. It was our pleasure because there wasn't much else to please us. Our life was getting chaotic and stressful. It was screaming and sleepless nights and the children got sicker and sicker every week. Both the autistic child and the neurotypical child. Asthma and coughing and screaming and biting and tantrums and rituals and ADHD behavior. So um, it was hard to let go of sugar, dairy and, and gluten. And the thing with gluten is it's got to be 100%. You can't just cut down on gluten. It won't have the same effect. In, in fact, you've got to be 100% gluten, dairy, and sugar-free for 60 days at least, preferably 90 days. Some people go three months without significant results, and then the change happens. 
So don't give up, give it time. For some it takes months, but for us it only took about one month to two months until he started sleeping at night. His coughing stopped and he was coughing like crazy. I have audios that I'm going to share with you on this uh, podcast later on when I'm talking about dairy. So we were all on uh, asthma medication, or all the boys were, and the dad, and within one month we went to the doctor and he he could see that they didn't need that asthma spray anymore and so then he started having eye contact and he he stopped being hysterical and and run away or or just bow backwards whenever we wanted a hug from him so the physical contact was possible and that was just the most amazing experience as a parent and this happened within a couple of months and then I'll say that we gradually got cleaner and cleaner. We had 10 years without any of this stuff, any any carbs, no, uh, any processed foods. We didn't really have gluten-free bread and pizza and all that junky kind of replacement food. Uh, we didn't have a TV for 10 years, uh, no gaming. We didn't have phones back then, mobile phones and tablets and computers with us all the time. So... Um, it's been gradually adding new things on. Then we added the, the neuroplasticity exercises, which back then was Doman exercises, which I won't recommend because it's just so excruciating and it doesn't last, the effect doesn't last. But even now where he, between the age of 16 to 20, his social skills, his humor, his education, his schooling, he's picked up so many things just within the last uh, three years, miraculous things has happened to him. And that's because of the brain development part of it, of his journey. And also because he he has had setbacks because he has been protesting against the diet. He needed to try to eat all the things that his friends ate. And he did that for a whole year without me knowing. So he was regressing badly. So I would say it's very different from child to child. And some things take a long time and some things... Some things take years and some things take weeks, some things take months, but don't give up if it takes a while for your child. Because one thing is to eliminate all the triggers. That literally just gives the body a, a break, a pause. But then it needs time to just pick up and heal. And only when you are healed and there's no inflammation, no brain inflammation, no oxidative stress in the body and in the brain, and um, no food intolerances and opioid reactions from dairy and gluten that can almost look like the child is on drugs or, or, or drinking alcohol because they look like they're drunk or they look like they're on drugs. That whole effect, what they miss out on development-wise when they're in that state also needs to be picked up. So imagine you need to eliminate and give that time. Then you need to give the healing time. And then you see the child on the other side of that whole healing process. And that can take two years. So we need to understand when we start this journey, this is a project for patient people. This is not a quick fix. This is not a, a protocol. It's not a supplement or a diet that fits every child that's going to solve this for it for you. There's no doctor out there or dietitian out there who hasn't got flaws or missing links. And you as a parent are the real 
expert. You are the top-notch, intuitive, badass healer, citizen science scientist, and you're the one that know your, you know your child better than anybody. And the best doctors respect that, involve you, ask you questions, and um, work with you as a team. Okay, next question. Bioindividuality, what's that? That means that these children all have different underlying issues leading to similar symptoms. And I would even say that our brothers and sisters here in society with Alzheimer's or hyperactivity or um, anxiety and depression and all these lifestyle mood disorders that we medicate people for and all the autoimmune diseases that we see everywhere, all are expressions of different underlying biochemical, biomedical, mitochondrial, um, nervous system-based, brain-based imbalances. The root cause of it all is nature deficient disorder. disorder. <laughs> so we love taking tests and, and, and look for nutrient deficiency. But what we all know that we lack is grounding. There's 21 studies out there showing that grounding has tremendous effect on inflammation and on sleep and mood and pain and healing. It's peer-reviewed studies, my friends. Why ain't nobody talking about that? Um, so we lack grounding. We lack sunlight because our eyes and the skin on, on our body have clocks and receptors, photoreceptors for sunlight, which regulates hormones and thyroid and liver function and all and cortisol melatonin balance and so many other things that control the quality of life and sleep and, and our mood. So bioindividuality is here's an invitation for you parent out there listening. Are you willing to investigate, to be curious, to wake up and become conscious about the many aspects of a, ch a child's crisis and dis-ease, which is actually a, a detachment from the ease and the balance that we all are designed to experience. Are you willing to look at your child's mitochondria, gut, liver, nervous system, lifestyle, room, the room that they sleep in, their circadian rhythm and imbalances between night and day, turning night into day by being in front of blue light all the time and how that is disturbing their hormones and their um, sleep and their mood and their digestion. Are you willing to look at your own journey in this? Are you willing to look at how you as a mom, for example, have passed on mitochondrial DNA to your child And how your choices in your youth and your 20s and your 30s right now is expressing in some of the things that your child is experiencing in form of imbalance. Are you willing to take a look at your detachment from nature and your longings to reconnect to your own body and your health and your self-healing capacity? And your soul and your purpose, because these children are here to remind us of our own uniqueness and the journey back to that uniqueness. 
So I think it's a huge mistake if we become fixated on protocols and gene testing and um, and um, amino acid testing and and gut tests and blood tests and nutrient deficiency tests and and diets and supplements because we need to understand why is my specific child expressing autism state right now why is why is my child expressing these physical symptoms right now and what is it in the dynamic and in the energy in the field in my family that also has to do with me and my detachment and my stress and my fear and what we are creating together so that we can wake up and heal as a tribe and as a family and make a difference in this world so that was a long a long ass sentence trying to make this one point no child alike no two children are the same no two children need the same foods every day no two children need the same food from month to month and there's an amazing book by fred provenza called nourishment in which there's a a medical experiment with kids that are self-selecting foods from from when they start eating till they grow up and they are monitored by pediatricians and doctors and they grow up together in an orphanage and they are the healthiest children you will ever see and it's even being presented on a medical conference you can read all about it in the book and we'll link to it in the show notes but these children all chose different foods from day to day these children all ate different foods to each other so no two children ate the same things even and this was real foods and it was whole foods and there wasn't any processed unhealthy things on the table so they could choose whatever they wanted fruit vegetables bone marrow brain fats bitter herbs and salads and all kinds of healthy whole foods from the local market locally grown and so when Animals are in the wild. They also eat different things every day and not two sheep will eat the same things if they are in the wild. They'll choose different plants to their fellow sheep brother, if that makes sense. And that is the connection that we have lost and that is the wisdom that's within each and each and every one of us. And we all express different crisis symptoms from when we are detached from nature, fenced in, boxed in houses or behind bars or as when it comes to the animals inside modern barn environment that looks more like, like slaughterhouses than, than nature. And we can't deal with it. So your job as a parent is to unscramble the unique, beautiful uniqueness of your child. And I find that exciting. And I can see that in my family, we all have different needs for foods and supplements. And it's my passion to teach you how you can test that. And that's just not for beginners. So that's going to come up and just stay tuned for that, please. So I hope that answered your question. And some of the underlying things that not many talk about when it comes to autism is that there's often pyrrole disorder, which is a genetic stress disorder, methylation, under or over methylation, but often under methylation, which means that they can't, they're actually folate intolerant. And if they live on a completely green diet or if they supplement with methylfolate or, or folate, they deplete the cell from folate and they increase oxidative stress and they in, increase the symptoms as well. 
There's often a copper overload for these children, which can cause aggression and anxiety and panic attacks and, and, and violent behavior. There's often yeast, uh, there's often mold and other toxicity problems for these children. But that's just part of the problem. But m- not many practitioners out there know about even those simple ones, those simple bioindividuality issues that uh, Dr. William Walsh has studied. Okay, we can take a couple more questions, and I think we need another Q&A session where I deal with the rest of these questions because you've asked me so many beautiful and interesting things. How did you get your son to eat new foods? I actually created a guide with my uh, favorite gut whisperer and practitioner here in the UK. But basically, what it has to do with is your energy that you are determined that this is non-negotiable. This is a change in our family. I don't buy any foods that doesn't repair my son or heal my son or provide nutrients and building blocks for him and his healing and his gut and his brain and his future. And then making it look tempting, making sure that he's not sink uh, deficient because that makes every food that's healthy taste either bland or bitter. So that's one thing. And also actually underdeveloped cerebellum can cause picky eating because of sensory issues and taste issues that's included in that spectrum, which means that um, the program that we used, which is the Sing Performance app, can uh, can add an aid to that healing process because it re-stimulates and redevelops the cerebellum. But you can only you can only do that if the child is over seven years old at the time of this recording, anyway. But other than that, making it look super tempting and colorful, and make sure there's a lot to choose from, and then just set it out on the table: some meats, some berries, some colorful vegetables, some cooked, some cooled, some raw, some maybe a bit of soup. I know it's a big deal and it's a hassle in the beginning and it is so frustrating when the children just reject it and you put all this effort and money into it. But you have to stop being creating an eating environment where you're watching them and you're so engaged in whether they're eating or not. You have to pretend that you don't care and you have to actually decide that you don't care whether they eat or not. You set it out, eat your things, see if they get inspired and motivated to pick at it and then set it aside again. And maybe even have it on the kitchen counter so that they can go and pick at it, maybe when you don't see it even. And I have created so many beautiful recipes that taste better than unhealthy food, but it's it's healthy for these children. And so uh, use my recipes as well. And use use uh, thecastawaykitchen.com and use thebigmansworld.com. He's got amazing desserts as well if you want to hide supplements or, or uh, protein powder and fats and stuff and maybe eggs into desserts and truffles. Go and check that out. But it's all about your energy and it's all about your determination. Do you want a week in hell where your child will protest and refuse to eat and all that stuff? Or do you want a life in hell? Because this will go on and get worse and worse and more and more selective the longer you take. And I talked to this practitioner who deals with autistic children every single day in her practice and has done for years now, decade, I think now. And she says they all start eating at some point. 
And if you tell yourself, oh, no, that's not going to happen because my child won't eat. I know that they say that just starve them and then they'll start eating. I'm not talking about starving. I'm talking about only serving things that will actually heal them, not nuggets or candy or whatever it is that they want. Um, but they will eventually eat and they will eventually get hungry. They have a will and a stubbornness that's unbelievable compared to others. So we've got to keep that in mind as well. Feel free to ask questions. Contact me in the Barefoot Autism Warriors group. I have Q&As there every week. And just feel free to ask there or on Instagram. Shoot me a, a DM or under my posts or write me when I do my stories. And let's talk about it. We can do this. We can do this together. And... As you can, I don't know if you listened to my previous episodes interviewing moms who's done exactly this. I'm not the only one and it, this happens to moms in my community all the time. Okay, I think that's it for now. I will dive into the rest of the questions in the next Q&A and wishing you a beautiful and if not beautiful, a conscious week full of aha moments and awakenings. Love having you in my tribe, wishing you all the light and power and courage to go on your individual healing journey with your child.